0: it's my 40th birthday. (laughs) And what I wanted to do for my birthday when I was thinking and, and people have asked, what do you want to do for your 40th birthday? The one thing I knew I wanted to do was get on here and share with you. I wanted to share, you know, I was thinking like, if this was my last day on earth, what would I want to be sure that I shared with my people, with you, friend And so uh, last night I did a brain dump and I was writing and writing and writing all these pages of notes. So if you hear uh, a page turning during this, it is because I'm turning pages. But I wanted to share with you just some things that I've learned over the 40 years of my life and specifically the 10 years of following Jesus, sort of the main things that today stick out to me and that I would want to share with you. So I hope you enjoy. If you're new to the Wife Like Me podcast, I'm Amanda Davison, your host and your now friend. One of the things that I'm learning and has just been like so, 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 so important to me after, again, 40 years of life, 10 years of following Jesus, it's that I want to be found low, not high. I'm so guilty of like wanting to climb up high where I think a position or a title will somehow give me importance or authority to be found good enough. Too many days I've spent like attempting to just live up to the standards set by others, and it's left me exhausted and defeated. In all my climbing, I've found that real peace and joy and love, it's not found up at the top or even in my attempt to get up to the top. It's found at the bottom. It's found in going low. It's often found where others avoid going. And if I'm honest with you, it's where I would like to avoid going oftentimes too. But it's right there where the addict needs a friend, where the oppressed needs to be heard where the accused needs to be seen where utter raw humility and just raw need give us insight to god's people and into his heart it's in being with the people who are overlooked who who aren't climbing high themselves it's in being with them that we both grow in god's compassion and in our appreciation for the beauty of the cross, because it's not in climbing high, it's in going low. It's it's right there where there's brokenness, the cross has, has gone. It's right there in in the shame, the Christ has gone. It's right there in the despair and the hopelessness the Christ came for. It's right there for the confused, the angry, the addicted, the lost. The abandoned, the forgotten, the abused, oppressed. It's for the guilty. The cross of Christ has gone low. And so I wanna be found low. Right there where the cross has gone, because it's the cross, it's it's the cross alone, friend, that brings us high. And so I wanna be found low. Recently I knew the Lord was saying, Amanda, you need to you need to go in and just minister to the women in the jail. Just just know them, hear their stories. And I tell you what, nothing makes the gospel sweeter than being with people who actually desperately need it. It brings me to tears thinking about it, but I want to be found low, not in climbing high. Another thing that I'm learning is that Man, busyness and noise truly are thieves of joy. I'm not I'm not only referencing like the obvious things here with busyness, like our schedules, our activities, volunteering, all the things. I'm not even talking necessarily about that. I'm learning that the overconsumption of books, content, podcasts, studies, conferences, serving even, it's busyness and it's noise. It's not even bad, but I'm just so sad to say that I've lived on empty for the first seven years of my 10 years of being a Christian because mostly I felt behind. I felt like I needed to catch up somehow, like consume all I could so that I could somehow fit in with this Christian crowd of some sort that I had felt like I needed to fit into. But I found that the spirit alive inside of me and the word alone truly is more than enough. <laughs> Truly is more than enough. And being still and quiet before God has literally transformed my life these last few like 3 years. It's taken the focus off of myself, my own striving, my own abilities, my my consumption of even good things. It's taken the focus off of that and I've now released all of that instead and found just rest. And with that, peace. I've rearranged my schedule so that I'm not busy. And that even in the small moments of my day where I'm getting my lunch ready, instead of turning on a podcast or turning even Christian worship music on, I'm being still with God. I'm talking with Him more. I'm listening to him more, and it's never been more enjoyable. Another thing that I'm learning, and I've, I'm so excited about, I've just I've never been more focused on the gospel alone, and how everything else is secondary. I'm so sad to say that I've been brought in by pastors in my community who've asked me to stop performing baptisms at our events, stop encouraging followers of Jesus to live out the Great Commission, um, simply because it didn't look a certain way. I've been literally told by religious leaders that I shouldn't be sharing the Word of God. I've been questioned, again, by people, pastors, about who our family builds relationship with. Who we invite into our home to share a meal, and it's all been so hard <laughs> i've grieved so deeply, friend, um not because of God, but because of christ's followers well intentioned people, but really who have shown me legalism and real present day Pharisees, really that we see this that scripture. Um, this, that we see in Scripture are really uh, sadly alive today, that the beauty of the Bride of Christ, the church, his followers, for me, hasn't all been beautiful. And I get I'm guessing you could probably say the same. But even in that pain, that very real grieving, so many tears shed, never in my life, all of that has led me to this place now of being more on fire for the gospel alone, how really it's helped me see how everything else outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ, all these secondary issues really aren't that important. You know, it's incredible just how clear something gets when clutter is removed. And I think for a good portion of my walk with Christ, it's been me trying to figure out and wrestle with a lot of secondary issues that isn't necessarily bad, but when I look at that and I consider how those secondary issues often cloud the main message of the gospel and even can cause division among believers, well then, man, it's not as important. So I am so focused on the gospel alone and all other issues, friend, for me are really just not Important. (laughs) The gospel alone for me is so important. I'm I'm so on fire to see the, the the message of the good news spread. I heard a podcast recently where someone was referring to like the next generation of believers coming up, the younger generations coming up, and how they are so they see the world and they see all the division among Christians, and they don't want either. They don't want the world, and they don't want this this uh, formula of Christianity that resembles and produces bad fruit in our world. And so they are going after just Jesus, only Jesus. And I thought, man, that is exactly what we need. I want to be found with them. I only want him. Everything else is secondary. Next, I'm also learning just how much Jesus never oppressed women, but how modern Christians often do. I'm so sad that the first few years of following Jesus, for me, was at a church that twisted scripture to benefit men and oppress women. And it took me years to fully see the beauty of just how Jesus treats women in scripture, so that I could actually fully reject the oppressive, power-seeking, and unbiblical teachings for what they are. Jesus never, ever oppresses women in Scripture. And so I'm embracing that. Next, I also don't want to be found right. I want to be found free Our obsession in the Christian world to be found right and to be right has hijacked our witness, our ability to love people and to show the world unity, the beauty of the kingdom. So as a wife, as a mom, as a sister, a daughter, a friend, or just a stranger, I don't want to be fighting for my rightness. I want to be found free truly loving people in and from a place of humility and deep need for the gospel myself. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. <laughs> I wanted to say that, friend, right where you are today is enough. Christ is enough for you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21 says, If keeping the law could make us right with God then there would be no need for Christ to die. You can rest in the already completed work of Christ. Trust that he is working in you and around you. He loves you. He sees you. He's running after you. And he welcomes you, friend. So friend, I pray today that you would live in freedom. Jesus, I thank you for these 40 years of my life. I thank you, Lord, that you and you alone just tell us who we are. In you and you alone, you have made a way for us to be found righteous. When you look at us, you don't see our weaknesses. You don't see our failures. You don't see what we haven't yet accomplished or learned or defeated When you look at us, you see the already completed work of Jesus on the cross. Jesus's blood covers us. And when you look at us, you see the blood of Christ and the victory of Christ and your victory over death. So I thank you for that freedom. I thank you for that reality that that is where we stand with you. Because of your son, Jesus, we are made right with you. I celebrate my friend today, Lord. Everything that you have made her to be, how you have created her, I celebrate her. You celebrate her today and every day. So Lord, I pray and I ask that she would be able to celebrate her as well. Your creation is beautiful, She is beautiful. Everything you have made in her and created her to be, her unique quirks and her personality, her likes and her dislikes, everything about her, Lord, you have made. And you look on her and you see the beauty of your creation. And so, Lord, I just ask that today she would walk fully in that freedom of who you've made her to be. Lord, I pray that she would fully surrender every area in her heart to you. I pray that she would lay everything at her feet and surrender all so that she can truly trust in you and live in the peace and the freedom of where you have full control over her life, where you are working all things for good. I thank you, Lord, for this day, for this new year of life. And I celebrate you for this ability to just communicate with your daughters. I praise you and we thank you, Lord, and we just pray all of this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.